episode of we did that shit podcast where we talk about who did some shit how we got through some shit and what we learned from shit i'm maya and i'm baby hey podcast family we appreciate your support and we hope your week was the shit if this is your first time tuning in welcome if you like what you hear please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform You can also follow us on all social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at We Did That Shit. Hey, Maya. Hey. What's going on, boo? Not much. New year, new me. 2019. Say that again. New year, new me. Mm -hmm. I am so serious about it. Like, people that know me, I'm like, you don't even know me right now. Mm -hmm. I'm so new. I don't even know (laughs) me. What? Serious. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so new. I don't even know me. I know I that's know. Right. Mm-hmm. 2019. Already. Can you imagine? No, because I thought it was just 1980. And now it's 2019. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how fast so, the time goes. How was your week? My week was pretty good. I mean, it was the new year. How'd you bring in a new year? I was here in my bed mm. watching Lockup, I think. <laughs> <laughs> or I might have been watching Narcos. I was watching something that had to do with some illegal activity. Some That's what I, enterprise. That's what I you don't know <laughs> what is wrong with me. I'm always fascinated and looking at something that's criminal. Criminal, yes. I don't know what that's about. Maybe in my former life, I, I was a damn criminal. I don't know. But New Year's was good. You know, I didn't do much. My friends went out. They went to a party. I was thinking about going with them, but I decided not to at the last minute. I just didn't feel like being around a bunch of people, being in a crowd. You know, it was kind of far out, driving with people drunk. Mm-hmm. I just didn't feel like all that. So I brought it in. 12 o'clock, call my mother, FaceTime with her for a minute. Love you. Love you, too. And then I went to bed. I mean, I had some cocktails, cooked the dinner, and that was that. That was how my week was. And it, and then we had to go back to work. And um, I just like to announce here on the podcast, since it's the new year, and if you have been listening to We Did That Shit podcast uh, for <laughs> the time that we've been out, which has been a year, you will know my journey to be at work one time. Mm, mm, mm. No, Maya. No. When you say you are late for work, I'm just saying regular people would just think, oh, you're late for work. You're always like 10, 15 minutes late for work. No. Yeah, I'll no. be late. <laughs> like late as hell. <laughs> And walk up in there with, like, stuff in my hand, like Starbucks, uh, Chick-fil-A, uh, whatever it is. Just like, good morning. Like, <laughs> do you know that it's 1015 and you're supposed to be right. at 9? I don't usually make New Year's resolutions because I don't stick mm-hmm. to them. And I'm just real with myself, you right. know. But I said the one New Year's resolution that I was making, no matter what, was I was going to be at work on time. Okay. And the thing is, is, it's not even that I'm getting chastised or I'm getting in trouble for not being at work on time. Clearly, Clearly because you do it every day. Yeah, but it's it was getting out of hand. It was it, and I I've recognized that. Like this is too much. When I strolled in there at ten thirty, I said, oh, "Okay, <laughs> all right, now you're taking it too far. Now you you know you're abusing what you got going on." So, two thousand and nineteen started off. I was at work on time. You were? Nine o'clock. Oh, go ahead, girl. And I had kept it up all week, and I plan on keeping it up from here on out. So that's how my week was. How about you? How was your week? Jiggy went out with me for New Year's Eve. Okay. Yeah, I thought Happy that was pretty- New Year. That was a big deal. Yeah, and he um and we went to a co-worker's house somewhere he had never been, someone he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a big deal that he still agreed to go. And um 
And then we left at like maybe 20 minutes to 12. She didn't live too far from my dad. So I just brought the new year in with my dad. Um, you know, because this time last year he was in the hospital. So we just real grateful. Everything is good now. And um, didn't want to stay out too late because I'm just always nervous of the people around me. New Year's is just a really big drinking holiday and people just do dumb stuff. So I just wanted to get home soon. And unfortunately, on my way home, I did see a fatal accident. Mm. And I saw the girl. I knew it was a girl because of the way her, her jeans, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I saw. I was like, why is this cop just standing in the middle of the street and all the cars are in the shoulder, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but then I looked down and I saw it was a body laying there. This is before the emergency vehicles came to cover her up or anything, you know. I just said a little prayer because what else can you do? Right. You know what I mean? So that's why I really I'm gonna find a new tradition for New Year's Eve. Something like I want to do that. I like traditions. Well, well let's make a tradition to have a party at your house. Well, last time we had a New Year's Eve party, we had a good time. We did. That's what I'm saying. Let's bring it on back, you know, and have a little something at your house. Because y'all act like you can't half-ass go out of the city so you can come to my house. The only thing about, I will come to your house. You know, I don't have a problem with that. The only thing is usually the day after holidays, I have to go back to work. So that means I'll have to, like, I can't get drunk on New Year's Eve and be like, you know, sleep all day New Year's and then get back to work. That ain't going to work. Tap ass acting like a prude on Christmas. Like, oh, no, I don't want anything to drink because I have to go to work tomorrow. Like, are you kidding? Right. Well, I have to work. Just because you had to go to work don't mean you couldn't have had a drink for one. And for two, we went to the store together to buy the alcohol. Like when we was buying alcohol, you ain't say, eh, I got to work the next day. So I probably ain't going to drink tomorrow. Well, um, you know, I, I got it here for the week. That's how black folks do you. I'm just saying. I think my patients will be happy to know that I'm not slushing it up on the holidays. You don't have to be slushing it up, but like you could have had a Christmas drink. Come on. I think I had something on Christmas. You didn't have anything. Oh my goodness. Now she's clocking my alcohol. I am. Well, I still got, I still have some. Okay. Anywho, who did some shit this week? Well, it's the new year and, you know, a bunch of stuff is always going on in this crazy world that we live in. I wanted to talk about the little baby who was murdered in Houston, Texas, the seven-year-old Jasmine Barnes. She was killed uh, by a drive-by shooting. Well, mm-hmm. it was a man who came up in a red pickup truck on the side of, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what it was. It was a hate crime. He came up in a red, pick, he was in a red pickup truck. He came up on the side of her mother. Uh, car and just started firing in the car. The mother, her name is LaPortia Washington. She threw herself over her daughter's body in the front seat, her oldest child, you Mm -hmm. know, she was screaming, get down, get down. And when the car sped away, when a truck sped away and then they came up from it, her child was murdered in the back. Like I said, seven year old Jasmine Barnes. This story just really broke my heart. It it had me crying and everything because, you know, they interviewed the mother. She's still in the hospital. And right. Because she was shot. Right. Just not. Right. She just wasn't wasn't shot. Yeah, wasn't wasn't life threatening. Right. Right. And so she's still in the hospital and they were interviewing her. And all she kept saying was what. I just think every day, what did I do wrong? Did I cut this man off in traffic? Mm-hmm. Did I not signal? Did I push, you know, do something while we were, because they were coming out of a Walmart. She said, did I do something when we were coming out of the Walmart? Like she just is wanting to know what she could have done to provoke this man for shooting in her car. Mm-hmm. And she says like, it was nothing. Like it was nothing that she did. It, and it's just so sad because she's blaming herself, you know, really kind of like just questioning what she did or what she did not do to protect her baby. It's sad that we live in a time where things like this are happening. Unprovoked coming up on a side of a car and shooting in it. And in the turn, killed a baby. They still haven't found the guy who shot in the car. The shooter, right. Right. They still haven't found him. And I'm like, you could find people for the dumbest shit, but you haven't found this man yet? Right. 
And they ain't really looking for them. That's a shame. Yes. And that's what it boils down to. Because if it was not for social media and for the attention that social media brought to this story, it wasn't even a national story at first. But of course, once social media gets a hold of it and then they start to make it more quote unquote popular, then mm-hmm. now the national news is getting a hold of it. And I just hope that they find this man, they prosecute him to the highest extent you know uh and we just Me too. condolences to the family of jasmine barnes on that along those lines it's another thing happening nationally but it's not in the news like mm-hmm. it should be and it's not even on social media the way it should be is the mistreatment you know we've had so far two of these immigrant children have died in custody mm-hmm uh, first of all, these children, most of them, you know, they're not criminals. Now they're right. criminalizing these small children, separating them from their parents, mm-hmm. holding them in these institutions that are like jails, treating them like prisoners. And these detention centers are privately owned, mm-hmm. making all this money from the government. Now, two of them in Arizona have been shut down for the mistreatment because now, allegedly, they're looking into more abuses. Um, there's been video of one of the workers there because they're not corrections officers. They're not inmates. But they right. kicked the little boy across the floor. into, And they have them in cells and pods like jails. Mm. And mm. so they're, now they're starting to look into the abuse. And like I said, two children have died in custody from things that were not life-threatening or should not have been life-threatening. You know, they're denying them medical care and all kinds of things like that. And I just, it's it's a sad state of affairs. People just do not value life. And this government supports such behavior. That's Mm -hmm. why they haven't found that man in the red truck. Yeah, exactly. Our government supports this type of behavior. Exactly. Well, our 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 president is out screwing hate speech on a regular basis. And when it comes down to the immigrants, when it comes down to black families, and so these are the results of it. And so they have these children, and they're separating them from their parents. So they have the children in one place, and then they have the parents in another place. Right. And you're crim- like you and said, you're criminalizing kids like right. they could make a decision exactly. to. They didn't make the decision to bring themselves here. Their families made the decision to bring themselves here. Whether they're not teenagers, these are little little children that Mm -hmm. you are holding, like you said, like they're in jail and they're not. Yeah, it's terrible. It is terrible. But I, you know, sadly, it'll continue. When you have a person talking about building a wall, keeping people out, you know, whatever the case is. It will continue. And that's the sad thing. I'm surprised that the places was closed down in Arizona, like you said. I'm surprised. Yeah, they closed that that down happened. too. Yeah. Well, they were they were the they were the sacrificial uh <laughs> no, it was like you know how it's always yeah. you know they try to act like they're doing on. something. Yeah, right. crime going on in the hood. They mm-hmm. catch one person, they lay the drugs and the guns out on the table, like look, we're making a difference when right. it really is no difference made. So they were the sacrificial places that close so it could say, Oh, we're looking into abuse when in reality you're not. What you else know? is going on? What else is going on? Did you see the video? Um, that happened in the McDonald's in St. Petersburg, Florida, when a 40-year-old man attacked a worker at McDonald's. She was 20 years old. So first of all, she was a female. Exactly. She was a female and he snatched her up by the quad by the but she gave him a two-piece, didn't she? Yes, she sir. beat the shit out of <laughs> one thing's for certain and two things for sure. He will think twice before he ever attacks yes. anyone again. That's right. Because the fact that you thought that you were privileged enough, so it started out is that yes. he asked for a straw. Mm-hmm. McDonald's has made, um, I don't know if it's McDonald's across the board, like in all uh, cities and states, but in this particular McDonald's, they made a rule that they can't have straws in the lobby. Okay. And like I said, it may be a 
across the board thing for McDonald's, mm-hmm. but specifically in this place. So you have to ask for a straw. Now, I, I didn't look into the backstory on why they took straws out the lobby, but they obviously mm-hmm. have their reasons for doing it. He asked for a straw. It probably was that the girl wasn't moving fast enough or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe she wasn't paying him any attention. It could have been anything. But when a person thinks that they have every right to do something and exactly. they feel like it's their privilege and you should be, you know, especially how they treat people who work in the fast food food exactly. industry like they're less than no they're not less than you could be working at a fast food place too and it, and every job is an important job you know you gotta eat or else you wouldn't somebody, have exactly you gotta exactly. eat you need somebody to serve you the food so exactly. he asked her for the straw whatever ensued after that she physically grabbed this girl yes. by her shirt like yes. to support to chastise her like mm-hmm. how dare you make me wait and in return, she beat his ass. She sure did. She beat his ass. I mean, she molly whopped the floor. With she <laughs> I mean, she, excuse my language, she fucked him up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did. You know, they said that she was a former boxer. Oh, well, got the right one. And she told him after she beat him up. Mm-hmm. She told him, I'm about it. Like, I'm about it. You you right. came to the wrong McDonald's with the wrong woman and on the wrong day, you know, and did the wrong thing. And these are what you get. But what pissed me off the most about that video was not even that the man grabbed her. What pissed me off the most about that damn video was that the men stood there and didn't do a thing. Come on now. You, they were trying to break up the fight. So you were trying to grab her from stopping her from whipping his ass instead of grabbing him or helping her whip his ass. Right, exactly, exactly. Now, Now, here's the thing. You walking down the street, you see a man and a woman fighting, they together, she like, you shouldn't have cheated on me, blah, blah, he like, yeah, whatever. Then he punch her in her face and you don't want to get involved in that. I can kind of understand. A Just lot of people have been killed getting involved with domestic. It's domestic. Yes. You know, you turn around. You might turn on me if I'm trying to help you. Right. And then I, next week, y'all together. But right. this wasn't a domestic situation. At all. You were at work. You are a man. I don't care how much of a punk you are. I don't right. care how scared you are. You pick up something and you bust his ass. Like she was busting his ass. Right. As man. As a man. I just, as a man, don't have men like that around me. I don't want to work nowhere. If I'm riding out, we in McDonald's together. We all we got. That's how right. I feel. We, right. we all we got is McDonald's. Do you see right. somebody pull, physically assault me and you see me whipping his ass? Don't pull me off of him. He wanted right. his ass with. Exactly. That's that's what he wanted. Exactly. I, I just looked at that situation like, what is going on out here in the damn McDonald's? And then you don't even want to give these people, you don't want to pay them what they worth if they got to deal with stuff like that give them the 15 well that's true too but but i i didn't see plenty of videos on social media here lately with people getting attacked at burger king right right you know at mcdonald's and and then they got to defend themselves and you want to give me seven bucks i'm just saying i mean at least if I got to be up in here showcasing my former boxing skills, give me the 15. I'm just saying. Well, I, you know how I feel about the whole minimum wage at $15. I, I have a license. If you want to raise minimum wage to $15, you definitely going to raise my pay. Sorry. Well, they can raise your pay. I got to like, raise my pay first. I was a former boxer. I'm and out. Then, like, well, if I'm showcasing my skills. Right. Be secure. Pay me to be security then because, you know, $15 an hour is a lot for minimum wage. I'm just saying. It's not a lot for minimum wage when people live in poverty and they trying to do the right thing and they trying to uh, take care of themselves or take care of their children and stuff like that. And they don't have an opportunity to do something else. So they do what they need to do, which is working at McDonald's. And all you trying to do is the right thing. You ain't out here doing something illegal. You're not trying to rob people. You know, you're not trying to sell drugs. You're not trying to do none of that. And you are, like I said, trying to make a living. It's not really that much well i'm fifteen dollars is a is a lot for a person so they say that education is the way out of poverty right Uh, so if if you have two people and you working the same job right 
and just say they both work at McDonald's and one has a high school diploma and the other one doesn't. Why do I need a high school diploma if we both won't make the 15? If I got a degree and there's people with college degrees who have to work at McDonald's, you know, so if you want to compensate for a degree, if you want to pay $15 an hour because they have a degree, even though it's not a lot of money, it's more than the minimum wage, then you do that. But you somebody who didn't finish high school or just finished high school, first of all, those fast food jobs is for our young people to teach them responsibility, how to handle their little bit of money, how to be on time for work, teach them some skills and stuff like that. You know, it's not for people that be having four or five kids and, you know, they didn't do nothing and now they got to go to work because they can't get welfare or whatever. It's not... McDonald's is not a job. Go ahead. But McDonald's is not a job to raise a family of four on. It's just not. McDonald's is a job. I don't care if it's to raise a family of 15 and you don't got no family. You could have no kids. McDonald's is a job. It's an honest living. It is. I think it is an honest living. And I'm not talking about McDonald's particularly. I'm talking about raising the minimum wage. Yeah, I think that's I think that they should raise the minimum wage. Now, whether they raise it to fifteen dollars is another story. But I definitely think that they should raise the minimum wage. How much is minimum wage? Eight dollars? Well, they just went up to eight eighty five in New Jersey. Okay, so eight eighty five. Okay, so eight eighty five. Eight eighty five is not enough for you to live on, let alone for you to have a child or or anything like that. I, I just think that they should right, raise it. Right, but if I want to have a child, I, I, I think that they should raise. Job. Yeah, well, people have children all the time. They you could have a you could have a child for a number of reasons, baby. It ain't got nothing to do with just because you out here and you might just be screwing and you get pregnant. And people have kids for all kinds of reasons. You you have kids for all kinds of reasons. You could fall on hard times and then you could go. That's true. You can fall on. And I have been. Even if you don't, even if you don't fall on hard times, eight eighty five is not enough for a person to live. I don't have kids. If I had to work a minimum wage job, eight eighty five is not enough for me to live. And they ain't got nothing to do with trying to live a certain lifestyle. It just has to do with living. Period. Well, I mean, we're not going to agree on that, but that's no, cool. I don't because yeah, but enough. To, but who's you know, it is enough to live. You get some roommates, you get a rooming house, you be all right. Hey. No, it's not enough to live. I'm sorry. You can't preach to people. That's like telling the people on welfare. You know, you need to get off of welfare. You need to go out and you get a job. And then I go out and I get a job and you 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 penalize me for getting a job, even though you told me to get a job. If I'm on welfare or anything like that, then I go get a job at McDonald's. McDonald's is not enough to raise your damn family on. Neither is welfare. I'm not saying welfare is enough. What I'm just saying is, is that you tell people, I used welfare as an example because you tell people to make an honest living, they go out and they make a damn honest living and they still can't support themselves. So they should make it more than eight eighty five. Now and again, and whether it be fifteen dollars or not, it should definitely be more than some damn eight eighty five. But anyway, who else did some shit? Well, you don't yeah. agree. <laughs> You don't got to agree. It's our first disagreement of 2019, and that's cool. We could talk more about it. We can, but um, no, I wanted to get in. Did you hear about Tiffany Haddish's New Year's Eve performance? Yeah, Tiffany. Oh, Tiffany, you bombed, girl. And, and you know what? Shit happens. Like, you bombed. Okay. It happens to every good comedian it really happens to every good creative at the end of the day it does i mean it's kind of like a comedian's rite of passage you hear them talking about it all the time right and i think and that's true and that really goes to her response her response was like yeah it happened oh well it won't happen again that was her response you know how i feel about tiffany haddish is is this tiffany haddish i think is funny not stand-up comedian funny i don't think that I, I seen Tiffany Haddish's special and it was nothing in that special that made me be like, and you know, I laugh at anything, anything right? <laughs> a dog could do a trick. And I'm like, did you see that dog? <laughs> I didn't laugh at anything that Tiffany Haddish said. I think Tiffany Haddish should stick to what her gifts are, which is making movies. Comedic she's, actress. she's a comedic actress. She's a good for uh, TV. You know, she was on the last OG with, um, What's my man's name? 
Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan. And then she, you know, does plenty of movies. And those are great because she was funny as hell in Girls Trip. But as a stand-up comedian where you can get up in front of a crowd and through jokes for 30 minutes or an hour, she don't got that. And everybody don't have that, and it's okay. And she ain't got that. She don't have that. And and that's and that was kind of the point I wanted to make because one, when Cat Williams did that interview at the mm-hmm. radio station and he was saying, you know, you tell me your favorite Tiffany Haddish joke. I wait. To me, I listened to the entire interview. To me, he was not putting her down at all. What he was saying is. This is how this is what being a comedian is. This is what she is. Um, yes, she was funny in Girls Trip. Do you think she wrote Girls Trip? No, right. she didn't. You know, and he was just saying it's a different thing as a stand-up comedian, you know, what you do. So and, and I don't think he was wrong. I didn't think he, he was wrong then. And I certainly think that what happened this time really brought out what he said to be true. Now, it clearly she doesn't write her own material because she forgot the routine. And she was reading off of an iPad. And she, right. Like you was reading the books off the iPad and then you still forgot it was sitting in front of you, Chess. Like his eyes on a sparrow at the funeral. But that's another story for another time. (laughs) So, you know what I mean? She doesn't, and and it doesn't take away from who she is At at all. You know, but and she, but she and she said it happened. It won't happen again. Now, does that mean she's not going to do any more stand up? I don't know. Maybe I hope she's not. better as a host. You know, you don't. Yes, you just be listen. the hostess. Or be Steve Harvey. You see where he's right. at now. Steve right. Harvey is not a funny comedian. A stand-up comedian, Steve right. Harvey, is not funny. You look at old uh, uh, Def Comedy Jam, mm-hmm. Steve Harvey was not funny to mm-hmm. me. Let me just say that. This is, a, to me, he right. ain't. But as a host, as a radio personality on um, uh, Family Feud, mm-hmm. he's very funny because that's his lane. That's his niche, the right. host. And right. Tiffany Haddish... That could be you, boo. You could have a nationally syndicated talk show. But no, you want to get up there and you want to prove people wrong. And then it it, it backfired on you. And and what irked me, what irked me was with social media. Oh, now we coming down on a black woman. No, we're not coming down on a black woman. We're critiquing a black woman. She wasn't funny. Right. And I think that's, I got a problem with the way that society is now. You can't say nothing. Like, you can't tell somebody they can't take constructive criticism. Right. You wasn't if funny. you're a comedian and I don't think you're funny, well, I don't think you're funny. I'm entitled to that. You and know? I paid to come see you, sis. Mm-hmm. And you was hosting. I mean, this was your show. It wasn't like you was an act on right. the show. You were who I paid for on the show. Right. Now I done spent my New Year's Eve mm-hmm. money. I ain't got my best sparkly outfit. My man then got <laughs> his nice hat and we sitting in the damn audience and you hit us with the you know what I mean? I don't even know. I forgot. What? And then she started drinking. What she have? Ciroc? Yeah. <laughs> she was like, well, I might as well drink with y'all. They about to play some music. And, and, that, and that was another thing. She could have got out there and just been who she was in Girl's Trip. The loud funny girl you could have came out there and did that you know you wanted to do the so you ever come to a bar and two men are sitting on the stool and you know you it's that's not your lanes that's not you right and and i'm just saying even for her and this is just me even for her i was watching a show a couple days ago and it talked about you know what happened to the wayans brothers no like how you don't because they're a very talented family and they're doing a bunch of stuff. That's what I'm saying. What? What happened to them? Kane and Ivory Wayans still produces movies. Marlon Wayans and all of them, they still make movies all the time. Damon Wayans just had a, another TV show. He said that he was tired of doing that. It was all that bull crap on Lethal Weapon when he was doing it on the show. Mm-hmm. But he gets money from my wife and kids. He kids, talked about right. that in an interview. He said, right. I don't really got to work. I then came back, did this show, but it's over. I don't really have to do it. And so the Wayans brothers, I don't, I don't they were saying, they were like saying that unsung. not like they were unsung, but they were saying that it's overkill. Like people, the same 
kind of acts they couldn't bring back and live in color, even though they did. It, but people don't watch it like they thought that they would um, because of the stuff is like kind of played out. But yeah, what I'm saying is a microwave society. It, you want to be here today and going tomorrow. But go ahead. Well, I mean, it's they weren't here today. They have a good time span over, you know, on TV. That's what I'm saying. You know, that's my point. They weren't here today and going tomorrow. In the age of comedians on Instagram, where you got 30 seconds to tell me a joke, and it's funny. You know what I'm saying? But can you translate that into standing in front of a stage or making a movie or whatever the case is, like the Wayans could? But go ahead. You said. They were saying what happened to them. They were saying that it's, you know, overkill. Like er, like a lot of the things that they were doing were um, exaggerated, like the Living Color and then the Scary Movie theor- Series and, you know, things like that. And that's we were talking about Tiffany Haddish. And now she had I, I want her to get out of this one way thing yeah. so that she doesn't get caught up in this one role and yeah. this one thing. So if she she's is going to be a comedian, sure. right. She, right. So if she's going to be a comedian, work on her craft as a, a standup and, and do movies, but don't lock yourself in, you know, be more versatile because aesthetically she's good. She ain't hard to look at nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, she can do other things and I just don't want her to be, you know, typecast like that forever because that's what happens. And that's what's definitely happening to her. And also I don't want her to feel like she has to prove a point because I really think that she's doing stand up to prove a point. Like mm-hmm. I started out in stand up mm-hmm. and then I transitioned. So my, my, you know, walk was long. It wasn't what y'all think. It wasn't right. like I became a because that's how people try to uh, pitch right. her. Just like because she's they an overnight never success, her. right? Right. Because right. she came up in the comedy clubs and all this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. But in the times where you was coming up in the comedy clubs, you probably was funny for that time. You right. know what I'm saying? And now you just ain't. Or for yeah. that club. Yeah, just <laughs> learn your gifts. That's mm-hmm. at the end of the day. That's what I want to say about it. Learn your gifts. Stand up. Mm, it's not your gift but movies it's all you what other shit is going on you got anything any other shit on your mind i do have other shit on my mind it's funny that we were talking about tiffany haddish and how what people think of her because i wanted to talk today about adult peer pressure it's real it is a thing it is real i'm glad we're talking about it early because it's the new year a lot of people make new year's resolutions i personally don't but People do make New Year's resolutions, and we talked about how procrastination was something that keeps you from keeping your New Year's resolutions, but also adult peer pressure. It is becoming more and more prevalent, Mm -hmm. and um, I just had to read somebody, you know, myself. Oh, what happened? Because, you know, you it's okay. Like, we disagree all the time, you and I. Right. Mm-hmm. We hardly, you know, people, and we talk all the time, and it's funny because we hardly agree on anything, but mm-hmm. that's what we, you know what I mean? It's okay. This is how you feel. This is how I feel. I hear you. You hear me. We agree to disagree. Right. But what you won't do is tell me mm-hmm. that what I feel is wrong and I should be, you know, think the same way you think and do it the way you should do because that, yeah, you're not going to do that. Right. You're not going to do that. Now, I'm going to be nice. For as long as I can be nice. <laughs> well, don't make me not be nice. Right. You know what I mean? Because it can happen. Mm. <laughs> and I'll be like, you know, put some money on my books because this, this is about to go down. Oh. So, yeah. So um, peer pressure is a real thing. And I mean, pick a topic. Dating, relationships, shopping, money, smoking, drinking, what to do at work. It's like somebody always has an something opinion. to say. Mm-hmm. Yes. They always have something to say. And it's not even that they have something to say. It's like you said, they want to pressure you to do what they would do or think like they would think, you know, and, and that's where the peer pressure comes in it. Cause it's like bringing, I want to bring you over to my side of thinking. Mm-hmm. It's always like your way is wrong. My way is right. And I'm going to tell you more about my way because it's the right way. So come over here and think this way. And keep telling you like until like drink the Uh Kool-Aid, eat the cake anime, like no, (laughs) what is wrong with you? However, I'm learning that a lot of people don't have the ability 
to say no. They do change their minds, which is mm-hmm. which helps these adult peer pressurers continue, mm-hmm. you know, because once they get one person, they think like, oh, I can get them to change their mind. You know what I mean? And yeah, it just people don't know how to cope and they they don't know what they really feel. They can't stand firm in what they really believe or have, you know, a foundation for why they believe it. And that's usually how people get coaxed into doing things. Mm-hmm. But also the influencers. Well, the number one influencer now is social media. 100%. Let me tell you something. Social media is the root of every damn thing. It's like, it's a gift and a curse. It truly is. And when we talk about adult peer pressure, social media is number one on that list. Instagram is number one on that list. You have a bunch of people living a life that they don't live. Exactly. But they're living it on social media. So now you think you looking at Instagram and all you see in is cars, trips, money, clothes, mm. bad bitches, real ninjas, mm. you know? And so you feel like, damn, I gotta be like that. And they don't even know that they're influence that they're the influencers. Right. I mean, I think that they do know, but mm. when you out there and you just like posting up stuff, you just living a life that you're not living. But like I said, you living it for social media. I don't think that you go into it with, I'm a peer pressure somebody to to want to live beyond their means, to buy a Maserati, mm-hmm. you know, to go on a yacht that they can't afford, whatever. Right. Well, is. somebody didn't peer pressure them because they didn't, they, exactly. they seen it from somebody else. Exactly. Right? But what I'm saying is, is that I don't think that they go with it like that, but it turns into adult peer pressure because it's mm-hmm. like, you're... You, you're not better than me. You can't live this life. Now you going out, you maxing out credit cards, trying to afford stuff that you can't afford to impress people that you don't even know. And that's a, that's a good point because it's funny that you mentioned Instagram because Facebook was, is usually like people that, you know, so if you just can't, if you just got your income tax and you put on your newest outfit and you spreading your money in the car while you on your way to the check cashing place to buy money orders, the people on Facebook were like, look at them front. Yeah. You know, but on Instagram, a lot of those people don't even know. They start following people because they like your pictures and stuff like that. So they don't even know you. And then they're they're just like, oh, you look like you got it going on. You this picture is nice and I'm going to follow you and I'm going to like you. You know, it's not even they didn't took the social media out of social uh, social out of social media because people don't even know each other anymore. It's just they don't talk. Right. It's like on Twitter. You follow people on Twitter based off of, well, whatever you're on Twitter for. You know, some people is on Twitter to pass the day by. They want jokes. Now Twitter, that's what Twitter used to be. Now Twitter has turned into a social activism. Everybody's mad about something. You know, we see everything. Peer, even with that, is peer pressure. I might not really feel like Tiffany Haddish is not funny. You understand what I'm saying? I might feel like the bitch is funny as hell. Right. But social media then told me, no, exactly. she ain't funny because it's 70,000 posts with no, she's not funny. So now those people have influenced me, have become, it's peer pressure. Now I want to be liked. I got people that I follow on Twitter. People follow me. I want to be like, I want to be in the know. So now and I'm following and now I'm following them. And I'm like, yeah, she ain't funny. When in reality, I think the bitch is hilarious. So social media, 100% feeds into the adult peer pressure. Yes, that is the biggest influencer. Um, another influencer of peer pressure is faith, is faith. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's always some people who believe, and it could be, you could be two people of the same faith and, and believe differently different things yeah. about a situation, you know, a way. And then somebody is always trying to pressure you and use faith, you know, as the reasons to get you to do or what they want you to do. So, or, and then you have morals. Uh, Mm -hmm. Other people have, you know, live by a certain moral clause or, you know, thinking that their way is right. So there's a lot of influences on, you know, peer pressure. And sometimes people really don't recognize it as pressure. And sometimes people be like, oh, 
you know, if you like a person, and this is kind of what I see, if you like the person, you be like, oh, I know you like me, I know you care and everything, but no thank you, or, you know, I know you like me, I know you care, I'll look into it, mm-hmm. you know, but if you don't like the person, mm-hmm. then it's like, mind your goddamn business, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever, mm-hmm. you don't want to hear anything that they have to say because you don't really like the person anyway, and I don't know what it is, but people who you know good and damn well, I don't even rock with you like that. Mm-hmm. Why are you even offering your opinion? Mm-hmm. I got a lot of that going on lately too. Well, that's because in the age that we live in, I'm telling you, it goes back to social media. But no, in the age that we live in, that's yeah, what... But that's even, what, even outside, like, I'm talking about at work. Like, you at work. I don't even... What? I'm just looking. Are you crazy? Get out of my office. mm like, don't pass this threshold. Knock and ask for permission. I don't even care if the door's open. And what are you trying to say to me? Get out. You're trying to, right. you're trying to get me 30 to life and get well, me fired. Something obviously happened that we're not talking about. But just... if you want to talk about it off <laughs> the air, I mean, we can. But I'm just, just saying, when you, when a person, when a person that you know, if you know you don't rock with a person, mm-hmm. don't be trying to tell them you know what to do trying to pressure them into doing yes, into doing something don't do that don't do that okay so when we come and we talk about adult peer pressure how do we combat it well the first thing and i think that the the most important thing and this is my attack against peer pressure is that you have to know yourself 100% you have to know yourself now i know that i'm a nice person i know that i don't like to say no I know, you know, there are certain things, and I know that people take advantage. I, I know these things. I mm-hmm. do. But I also know me. And so when something is in, very important to me, if I have a stance on something, nothing anybody can say is going to sway me because I know me. Mm-hmm. You know, I know me. I know you don't have to agree with it. You don't have to know why I feel this way. You don't have to know my situation, my circumstance, my history, my experience. You don't have to know any of that. But I know me. And so and I know the people that I associate with. So if you are the kind of person that, you know, just say I want to do some dirt. I'm not calling my church friends <laughs> right. to do the dirt. You know what I mean? But I'm calling some other people and be like, guess what? Yeah. <laughs> And we going to ride out. So when you, you, when you know yourself, you have a wide variety of associates. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to discuss something and you want people to feed into your school of thought on that thing, then call the people who you know are going to feed into your school of thought on the thing. Mm-hmm. Not the person, unless you want your mind changed, unless you know what you're going to do is wrong and you need somebody to talk you down. Right. Well, I think knowing yourself is 100% the, how you combat it, 100%. You know, I have a friend who he loves to play devil's advocate. Mm. I mean, I, I never seen somebody that loves to play devil's advocate as much as him. So much so that I feel like I'm not going to be your friend no more because right. you're getting That's on my nerves right. now. Exactly. You're getting on my nerves. <laughs> but every single time that he plays devil's advocate, but it's something that I feel strongly about. I'm always just like, you're going to sit in here and you're going to tell me this bullshit. And you know what my answer is going to be. It's going to be what I already said. I agree. Know yourself, surround yourself with positive people. Mm-hmm. That's going to bring you positive peer pressure. I, I agree. I agree. And also, if there's something that you like, and I'm just going to say, for instance, all right, I'm like, you know what? I want to go on a hike. Mm. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be calling you. (laughs) So, but let's just say I want to go on a hike. You know, I think it's important that if you know that the people that you rock with the most are not into that, seek other people. Exactly. You know, like meetups. You know, you go to a meetup group, find the hikers, you go in there and get that hike. So when you want to do, you know, something else, you just, you seek the the positive peer pressure that you need. Mm -hmm. It's not hard. It really isn't hard. But you have to know yourself and be true to yourself. And in knowing yourself, it's also important to be assertive. People.
people always think that people, not always, people think that you're arrogant or aggressive, especially if you're black, you're rude, but just because you're being assertive, but you have to be assertive. You have, you have to take a stand for you. And I'm a kind of person, I don't argue. I'm not going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. You can say whatever you want to say to the cows come home. I'm, I might listen to you. I might not, but I'm not going to sit here. I'm not going to banter with anybody because I don't like it. Mm-hmm. You know, you think what you think, and this is what I'm saying. That's I'm living my life, paying my mortgage, taking care of my kid. Like I don't, I don't have time for this. Mm-hmm. So, in being assertive, you do not, do not, do not have to offer anyone an excuse. I'm doing it because I want to, and that's it. I'm not doing it because I don't want to, and that's it. And that is what being assertive is. You don't have to offer anyone an excuse or a reason for anything. Well, you know, excuses, they say, are the tools of the weak and incompetent. But and you don't have, listen, if you go to a party and everybody is sniffing Coke and you don't want to sniff Coke, say no. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't want to sniff it. And you don't have to say, well, I don't want to sniff it because they might drug test me at work. No, you could just say, no, you know, Coke ain't my thing. Do you? But I'm going to go on ahead and sit over here and have a cocktail. I'm not sniffing Coke. And you'd be surprised at how many adults yes, start smoking and using drugs at a later age. Yeah. From, from peer pressure. Of peer pressure. Yes. You see somebody having fun. They like, girl, I'm telling you, you can have the best blah, blah, blah of your life mm-hmm. if you do this, that, and the third. But they don't tell you that that first high is the best blah, blah, blah of your life. And then you're chasing that every single every time day. after right. that. Right. Mm-hmm. They don't tell you that. So learn how to uh, be assertive. Don't offer excuses. And the main thing is practice saying what, Bibby? (laughs) Practice saying what? No. No. Now, we both got a problem with this. Now, that has nothing to do with peer pressure. We just both have a problem with saying no to certain things more than anything, our family, you Mm -hmm. know, when it comes down to taking care of people. But we know how to say no to peer pressure. Like I said, if we go to a party, we both know how to say no to the Coke, but we might not say no to if our family member need us to bring them some pamper. And we need to say no to all of it. But when it comes down to adult peer pressure, learn and practice how to say no. no. Mm-hmm. I, I am. And and I and you have to say it in an assertive way. Mm-hmm. You do. You have to say a, a strong no. Because, mm-hmm. because some of my nose be weak. Some you of your know? nose be like, nah, but mm-hmm. if you can't find nobody else, then call me. Right, right. It's, it's so in reality, like, I'm not looking yeah. for nobody else because I know I got you. Because you didn't really say no. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> that's how that's how that goes. So you have to know yourself. You have to be assertive. And this is something that I'm learning to do. You have to validate yourself. You have to distance yourself from the naysayers because negative energy is negative energy. It doesn't matter who it comes from mm-hmm. and it messes up your day. So in validating myself, I said, I am going to start celebrating my victories. I'm going to start celebrating my victories and I'm going to stop like some of the little. All right. So this is something we talk about a lot, like dating. Okay. So you tell me all the time, oh, you know, this one loves you. You can have a great life. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I like him. Right. I don't like him. But it don't stop you. Oh, no. You know why? Because I just be seeing your happiness staring you right in the face. However, you know, I got to learn that if you say no, then it's a no. And it is. And I have to learn that I have given people a chance that I'm like, no. And everybody's like, oh, you never know. Give me a chance. That's why I said, you know, last year we were talking about saying yes to all dates. Yeah, that only worked out for like a week. I get it. <laughs> I'm not saying yes to all dates. I'm only saying yes to dates that I actually would want to go on. Mm-hmm. Don't you know, let me peer pressure you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's saying yes to all dates. It wasn't working out for me. When you, you validate yourself, you distance yourself from the naysayer and you think about your goal. 
Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, whatever you do, there's a purpose for it. Am I going to stay and let, all right, we can even work is a very good example. Mm-hmm. You go to work. Some people stay a little extra time to get some things done. And then you get the ones that say, girl, they ain't paying you for all that. That's you know, me. You, <laughs> you, you now that I'm going to work on time, I'm definitely leaving on time. <laughs> you kidding me? Getting that extra hour out of me that I'm supposed to be there? Hmm. Why get the extra hour that you're supposed to be there? Okay. I'm just saying. But, you know, some people think, but if you think about your goal, you know, my thing is this, whatever, and everybody knows how I feel about my job. If you don't listen to some prior podcasts, everybody knows how I feel about my job. But my thing is that my goal is to be in another place. So regardless of where I am, I still have to work with the same integrity that I have. Right. You know, and regardless of the circumstances at my job, I can't let that change who I am as an employee, because if I work for anybody, they're going to get my best or I can't work there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if I didn't decide to leave, then you're going to get my best. It's as simple as that. So I think about my goal and I celebrate my victories. You got you, to. You have to. You have to celebrate your victories. It's, it's okay, you know, because a lot of times when you succumb to the peer pressure, then when the stuff doesn't work out, the next thing you know is like, I knew it. I should have. I shouldn't have. I would have. I could have. It, it doesn't work out the way you want. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you know what I mean? So if you keep your goal in mind and you celebrate your victories, you know, that builds your confidence. It helps you be assertive and learn yourself. And say no. And, say and no. surround yourself with positive people you know, positive people that's going to pressure you into the right things. And so, yeah, you'll be on the right track. But more importantly, to finish this all up, the the thing that we want you to know is learn from your mistakes. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have to learn from the mistakes that you make. Even if you fell victim to the adult peer pressure and then you are out of that you know, because like you said, it was something that you didn't want to ultimately do. And now you're sitting back and you're thinking about it while you're getting out of that. Learn from your mistakes. You know, don't beat yourself up. Just learn from the mistakes that you think that you made and move on. Move on. That's important. <laughs> people no, because people, they waddle in their mistakes mm-hmm. instead of, you know, I, I always say that the best mistakes are quickly corrected. If you know it's a mistake, apologize, correct it, do do whatever, you, fix it fast. Fix it fast so that you can move on. Because the more you wallow in it, the worse it gets for you. And if there's another person involved, that other person. It, it really is bad. And you know, you don't have to take, just because you took a long time or you've been in the mistake for a long time does not mean you have to take a long time to get out. You know, when you realize you need to get out immediately. Mm-hmm. And I tell people this all the time. And they say, oh, my gosh, you could. Yes. Yeah. You know, I don't wallow in mistakes. I, I'm a kind of person. Not only do I learn from my own mistakes, but I learn from other people's mistakes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that, that didn't work out too well for them. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that, you know, mm-hmm. because I'm not going to live long enough to make all the mistakes myself. If I leave y'all with anything, don't be a culprit. Don't be out here trying to pressure people into doing something that you want them to do. Get your life. You know, and sometimes we inadvertently do it. If somebody asks your opinion, by all means, give it to them. But don't try to pressure, even if you if if it's good for them. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a nurse, you know, and I tell people all the time things that could benefit them and their health. And they don't always listen. So sometimes it takes the condition getting worse, mm-hmm. you know, for them to have to come back. And, you know, I don't say, well, if you would have, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? No, we just start from where you are. But I don't be a culprit. I can't do it because I can't do it my job because of who I am on my job. But mm-hmm. in other areas, you know, I try to sway, but I've even stopped that with my kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I can offer you an opinion if you ask. And I could offer you some advice, but I will not pressure you into doing anything you don't want to do ever because it's not going to work. I agree. And everybody has their own walk that they have to experience. I I don't pressure people into doing stuff just because And we'll have a whole topic on addiction. 
But from seeing someone that I love go through addiction, I know that people have to hit their bottom, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever it is. So when it comes down to pressuring people to do something, I don't do it because I feel I I apply that to everything in life. You got to hit your bottom. You got to do your thing. Mm -hmm. It got to be on you and Mm -hmm. until you realize. And so I don't pressure anybody and you know, I don't let anybody pressure me. You know, I know myself inside and out and I'm learning more and more about myself every day. Mm. I'm celebrating the small victories that I have every day. And that was not always the case. And it didn't have anything to do with peer pressure. It just was, I just wasn't celebrating what I had going on, but now I am. So don't fall victim to the adult peer pressure. Do not. So date who you want to date, be in the relationship the way you want to. Chicks listening to their girlfriends, dudes listening to their guy friends and their chick on the side and all this other kind of stuff. (laughs) Be in a relationship that you want to be in. Buy what you want to buy. You know, if you live your life the way you want to live your life. If you mismanage your money and that's what you like to do, okay. Yeah. Okay, because I know somebody who mismanages their money like crazy, but they have crazy faith. And they be like, oh, well, I said, but what if you need something? They be like, got to supply it. And you know what? He's supplying because they They got hungry. Right. They got a place to live, they got a car, they got a job, and they got all the little extra stuff they want. So whatever it is, stay in your ground, know yourself, you know, get to know yourself in 2019. That's nice. I agree. Mm -hmm. All aspects of your life, get to know who you are. Well, for 2019, I thought that, you know, it would be fitting if we talked about our personal journals before we got out of here. Do you have a personal journal starting off the new year? I do. And my personal journal is getting to know myself. Mm -hmm. So I, I, no, it really is. I have been in prayer about wanting the Lord to show me who I really am. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you, some things that he's showing me is not pretty. It, it really it really isn't. And, you know, I do love me, mm-hmm. but there are some things that need to be corrected. And um, I want to try to correct those things. Can't show me all at once because I think it'll be too much. But the things that I am more aware of, I am really trying to correct those things. And one of those things is leadership. Yes, I'm, you know, I want to be a, you know, I have a, big personality and I'm very, um, I'm a goal oriented type person. So things that stay the same, it gets like mundane to me. Mm, That's Sagittarius. It's just I uh, like the same, the same, the same. Mm -hmm. It's just so um, now that I'm leading a team, I need to be the same for them sometimes Mm -hmm. more. Mm -hmm. Not sometimes more. I need to be consistent with them. So I see that some things change when the mission changes. Like if this is the goal this week, I work toward this goal like that. But if the goal, when we accomplish that and the goal changes, I can change. And I'm learning that if you're going to lead people, people need a leader that's consistent. And so that's something that I'm working on this year. Good for you. I like to see it too. (laughs) It's not going to be the kind of consistent that you want to see, my goodness. I don't know. I don't know what you want. Well, I didn't say it had to do with anything that I was trying to say. (laughs) I was just trying to praise you like, oh, well, good for you that you want to be a leader. But here you are. You're calling me flighty. (laughs) Well, you are flighty as hell. I'm not flighty. You're consistent in being there for people, but you got some flighty ass ways. (laughs) But we ain't going to get into it because we don't have enough time. That's a whole nother show. Um, for my personal journal this week, I, I I want to, you know, I don't know until I start talking about it, but since we talked about celebrating small victories in the show, that's what I want to focus on for my personal journal starting out in 2019, because I definitely gave myself a high five for being at work on time. It was a major thing because mm-hmm. I'm telling you for years I've been late. It ain't just happened in a couple months. And then it was just like, oh, you're running late. No, for years I've just been late. And it's like, for what? You know, why are you late? But an hour, an hour and a First half all, late. I'm telling my business. Second of all, at the end of the day, it boils down to this. I'm late because I can be. Because if I could not be, I wouldn't be. And that's just what it all boils down to. But I, 
I want to celebrate my small victories. So I was at work on time all this week. Tomorrow is a new day. I'm going to be at work on time tomorrow. I'm claiming it now. And my 2019 is starting off right. So personally, I am going to celebrate all of these small little things that I am doing. And that's my personal journey for this week. Celebrate good times. Come on. I don't know <laughs> if I started singing that. But we're going to go ahead and get on out of here. We hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. It is our first episode back for 2019. And we can't wait to bring you more great content. Remember that you can always follow us on social media. But be said it in the beginning. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at We Did That Shit. Follow me on my personal Twitter, it's my my 13. It's M Y M Y 13. And I'm at the B Amina. That's B I B B I A M I N A. Remember that you can always email the show anything that you have to say. Do you feel like you're being uh, peer pressured as an adult? Let us know. Let us know if you have anything that you want us to talk about in 2019, and we will surely do our best to bring the topic to life. We can be found at we did that shit at gmail.com. It's one word. We did that shit at gmail.com. We will be here same time next week. Remember, be great this week. Do that shit. I love you. I love you, Maya. I love you too. Come on, get with the program. What this what are you doing? <laughs> you you're like pausing. You're supposed to say, I love you, Maya. I know. Why can't you said you love me first? Well, no, it's not the way it goes. No, I mean, you were saying I love you. <laughs> All right, let me stop the recording.